Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Watford Opinions podcast. This is being recorded an hour or so after the final whistle of the Norwich 3 Watford nil defeat. So hopefully you're doing as well as you can be um, after that match. And I wanted to write an article on it, but I decided I'm just going to go do a podcast right away because there is a lot to say and there is a lot to rant about. And I'd rather in this moment just talk. So firstly, it was a very shameful, terrible performance. The first half we were dominated for about 30 or so. We finished the first half kind of strong. Then you'd think we'd kick into gear in the second half in front of the fans at home in a relegation six-pointer. And we just absolutely crumbled. And the performance was just... There, there was just so much wrong with it. We, the, the, the match, I, I suppose a lot of you watched it. If not, we conceded two goals to Josh Sargent. And as an American... I know Josh Sargent's quote-unquote talents, and he's not a terrible player by any stretch of the imagination, but let's just say he's not a player that should be scoring braces in the Premier League just yet either. And so, I mean, that alone, conceding twice to Josh Sargent, definitely isn't a good sign. Again, not keeping a clean sheet. Conceding three to a Norwich team that had conceded three on the road all season until this match. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, especially in a match where... Our captain sent out a message encouraging the fans on. You, we, we thought we'd, there would be some sort of fight, but we have players getting sent off. We have players misweighting passes, overrunning it, getting silly fouls, silly challenges, unable to find the back of the net. And I think it's all going to, in terms of the match itself, there wasn't many, if any, positives. So I think what's best to talk about is just the club as a whole, the state of the club currently, the very likely possibility of relegation now, the future of Claudio Ranieri, and much more. So, I mean, first, I guess I'll just talk about Ranieri, and I think there has to be some, or a lot of wondering, and maybe by the time this podcast is out, something's already happened, about his job security. Because now we don't have a match for a couple of weeks, so if a managerial change is to happen, it would optimally happen soon, before the end of the transfer window, so the new manager has time to get things in place. Now, I don't want to say that Ranieri is the problem. Like, we haven't gotten more points under him. I'm pretty sure him and Munoz have the same number of points, and Ranieri's had many more matches. He's had a harder spell of matches, but I wouldn't say Ranieri is necessarily the problem. But unfortunately, as we've seen, I don't think he's the solution either. Now, is anyone the solution? Considering the team we currently have, probably not. There probably is no saving us. But... If there is, we're going to have to change something up. And since we can't change the entire team, we're going to have to change the manager, which is something I'm going to talk about later on, that whole system. Well, I should say head coach, not manager, because we don't call them managers. We call them head coaches, because we don't give them that much of a say in the transfer window. Anyway, the head coach manager scenario, I mean, who knows who's going to be in charge against Burnley? Who knows who we're going to sign before the end of the transfer window? We've all but completed the signing of Samuel Kalou, who... Hopefully, hopefully he can have an impact in the Premier League, but hopefully he'll also want to stay for the championship because we have to be very, very prepared for relegation. And looking at the league table, is all hope lost? Technically, no, if we're talking about it mathematically, of course. We're, only, we're still only two points away from 17th place Norwich. And then again, we have two matches in hand on Norwich. So if we win one of the two matches in hand, we leapfrog above them, but that is an absolutely gigantic if statement. We also have Newcastle, only two points below us on even matches played, and 
Who knows who Newcastle is going to continue to sign? They have all the money in the world if they wanted it. Then you, there's Burnley, who's three matches behind us, but they have three matches in hand. And they also have two matches to play against us. So if we beat Burnley in both of those two matches, we could be in better shape than we'd expect. But again, that is a huge if. And this Norwich City match was a must win. Like the match against Newcastle a week or so ago, a win was really wanted, but a draw on the road would still suffice. And that draw was a decent result to hopefully get some momentum. But Norwich City at home, you have to circle that as the biggest must-win match of the year. And we shipped three goals to them and looked poor throughout the match. It was, I mean, I'm, as you can tell, I'm at a loss for words. So relegation, it's definitely a realistic possibility. Um, let's hopefully not have to worry about that. But I think when appointing a new manager, we should have an eye to that. Because at the end of the day, Ranieri, as I said, he's not the problem. But I don't see him being the solution either. So if we're going to roll the die, we might as well roll it now. But at the same time, I don't want us just appointing someone like Nigel Pearson, who, we're gonna, who we know we're going to sack regardless of what happens. I want us to finally, at long last, decide to back someone as a manager and not as a quote-unquote head coach. Give them some sort of backing. Give them a squad that they can utilize. Give them a core and give them time. What we see with other teams, what we see with Brentford is, obviously this is their first time up in the top flight for a long time, if not ever. But what they did with Thomas Frank is, they built such a strong core, and now that they have a core, they're able to climb up the table. Leeds United, they spent a really long time in the championship, but in doing so, they built themselves a core, and now they're back in the top flight with a bit more stability than us. You look at Brighton, they kept with Graham Potter, even though there were some shaky spells, and now they really have a strong core and are pushing the top half of the table. So it's all about like the sacking manager system. It can work to an extent. But if we want to maintain a long Premier League stay, the Premier League isn't like it used to be. Because between 2015 and 2019, there were going into the season probably three teams that were worse than us. But considering how much money is going into the Premier League, Newcastle's new takeover, Southampton have new investment, Brentford have a lot of good analytics, um, Leeds, they also have a decent coaching style. There's a lot more money now, so we're actually going to need to rely a lot more on tactics than we used to. Rather than just hoping, okay, we've been promoted, we'll sign a bunch of players. Hopefully these players will be better than the players of three other teams, and that's that. Like, we desperately need tactics to win now, especially with the current financial climate. So if Ranieri's tactics aren't doing it, we're going to have to have a change, and we're going to need to build around the manager, I think. If we get relegated, keep that manager, have the Premier League be a starting point for him, and then once we get relegated, use the players coming back from loan as a building block. We have Tom Delabashiru. Joseph Hungbo, um, Matty Pollock, Quadro Ball, he's not alone. But we, have a, we, we do have a strong young core for this squad if we do get relegated. And what we need to do is build around it. Because this time when we got promoted, we signed so many new players. Our starting lineup was so different from last season, except the back line. When, of course, the back line was the one thing that needed to be different, especially needed to be different from last season. Because we had that joint championship best ever record defense but if you look at expected goals we should have conceded 47 and we only conceded 30 which shows we were very lucky a lot of the time so it's it's just there was so much wrong with this performance and I think it the the performance against Norwich it really it, it can epitomize our season I'd have to say because there are spells where we look decent there are spells where some individuals get close to scoring and some individuals do well 
but the unity just isn't there. The back line is too shaky and is just not good enough. Um, the goalkeeping, whether it be Foster or Bachman this season, has definitely not been good enough. I mean, we, we get there's just times where it seems like our players give up too easily and they just sometimes can't be asked. There's a lot of walking around on the pitch. And then between our defense, midfield, and attack, it just feels like there's three different units because our back four doesn't really link play much with our midfield and our midfield doesn't really link play much except for long balls to the attack. And it's just, it seems like we have three different units. And then the problem with our midfield is that we have, and this goes down to the summer recruitment as well. We bought in Sissoko. We bought in Ateba. We bought in Lusa. We bought in Tufan. We bought in Kutska. And some of them are good players. Like Lauts is, I think, a very good player. Sissoko's not bad. Kayemba from this transfer window is not bad. Tufan and Kutska definitely haven't panned out. But the problem is, all of them are of a very, very, very similar mode. Atebo has also been good when he was healthy, but obviously he's not been healthy. But even him, we have so many midfielders of the same mold. It's kind of like Cardiff City and the championship in a way, if you know what's going on there. We have a bunch of midfielders who, even though they might not be the worst players, they're all of the same mold. So our midfield... They can be a midfield doing the same thing. We can have we have midfielders who can cut off the pass and drive with the ball, but we don't have midfield besides with the exception of maybe Lutza and Etzebo, we haven't seen enough of him. We don't really have anyone that's linking play well. We're not we don't have anyone that's being such a creative force from the midfield and really being the attacking threat from the middle of the pitch we need. We can't keep only relying on counterattacks, especially with Saar out for who knows how long. These counterattacks aren't going to always work. We need some sort of connection. I was thinking maybe Zhao Pedro could be dropping in as a center forward because Zhao Pedro was able to connect play really well. That's what I wrote my most recent article about. I'll go to WatfordOpinions.com if you want to read that. But we don't really have that linking of play from the midfield to the attack. And there's not much of linking from the defense to the midfield because our distribution... <laughs> is pretty poor, to put it lightly. So it just seems like, in terms of recruitment, we're so disjointed. Because the back of the line needed focus in the summer. We signed Danny Rose, who is probably going to leave or not play anymore. So that was phenomenal business. Um, so the back line needed changing, and we neglected to even acknowledge that considerably until the January transfer window. And of course, we dipped to Udinese, who are in uh, Serie A, which is a definitely a slower league and a slower dynamic to the Premier League, so we dipped to Udinese, and even though Samir's not been bad, it's just, there were other players, we've been linked with Nat Phillips, we've been linked with Malang Sar. even if it's just on loan, those are players that we know can play in the Premier League, they're a bit more exciting than these Udinese players, and quite frankly, they play in leagues that are a much higher pace, because we've seen it with Trusta Kong, we've started to see it with Samir with the first goal of the match as well, it's just a slower brand of football in Italy, and it translates over, and when we keep signing a bunch of people and don't have that core, it just does feel, as I was mentioning, so disjointed. Like, these new signings, they actually haven't seemed bad. Samir seemed good for the most part. Kamara seemed good for the most part. Kayemba seemed good for the most part. But it's going to take them time to get into this team. And it's going to take them time to integrate into the team. And that's the same thing with all of our summer signings. It took a lot of them time to get mixed in with the team. We especially saw that with Lauta. But then when we keep changing the starting 11, there's no consistency. When we change managers, there's no consistency. And I admit it, at the time, sacking Zisco for Ranieri seemed like the right choice. And it probably was, because there were spans of matches where it did seem like we had a better identity. But at the end of the day, Ranieri can only do what the players allow him to do, and vice versa. And the match just hasn't seemed to been there anymore, and... It's just so much needs changing 
with the structure of the squad because I, I do th we say this so often then well like last year we were saying like oh we need some stability with a manager but then we sacked Ivich, hired Zisco, he got us promoted and then we look at the system and we're like oh the sacking manager system actually might work but then of course we get to the premier league we sack Zisco, now have Ranieri, likely going to move on. So, of course, there's no stability. We sacked Gracia, our best manager, maybe since Graham Taylor, after four matches of the 2019-20 season. And that, we, we all know how that went. We then hired Kike Sanchez Flores a second. So, it's just the system needs changing because we appoint head coaches and not managers. And we need the owners. We need Duxbury. We need Pozzo to take a little step back. And put some faith in the manager. We need someone who's the one actively working with the tactics, having the majority of the calls on who they want to sign. We want to have the tactician having time to build a core with the squad, really get familiarized with the league. So what if it means for a season in the championship, if uh, we get relegated at the end of the season, find yourself a manager who's going to stay and who's going to help us rebuild. If Randy Airy wants to stay with us in the championship and then get promoted, so be it as well. But it's just... Tire and it's just the match was so despondent. There was it was just slow. It was sloppy. I mean, we conceded twice to Josh Sargent. Something I can't believe I'm hearing myself say. Uh, Dennis got a pointless red card, and it's just things seem like they're falling apart. I thought after Newcastle we'd have some momentum, but we tur it turns out that was might definitely all be in vain. And I'm not saying we're definitely getting relegated. I'm not saying we're 100% down yet. So it's not like all hope is lost. But it's seeming a lot more dire than it should be. If we beat Norwich, it would be a much different complexion to our season right now. But, of course, we didn't. We conceded three times and scored none. Because, uh, it's just... We have... There's just so much that's been going wrong. And I, I'd say we've neglected so many positions for so long. And it's finally sh showing. As I was mentioning before, our defense, we keep play, signing players of the so, same mold. We're not getting that creative attacking force. We also don't have someone that can take a set piece. And under when we had Alman Abdi, and I guess you can go all the way back to Ashley Young, when we had proper set piece takers, we were a very dangerous team. It gave us an extra dimension. Now we have a corner kick, and we're lucky if we celebrate when we get it past the first man. So we haven't had a set piece taker in a while. And I'm not saying we need a set piece specialist, per se, on the team, but get someone who's going to put the ball into the middle of the box from the corner at least 50% of the time. Like You can't be running set plays when you're having eight different corner takers a match. And then, of course, the defense. I mean, Craig Cathcart's probably been our best defender this season. And no disrespect to Craig Cathcart. He's actually not been bad. But Craig Cathcart, for a Premier League side, shouldn't be your best defender. Again, he's not been bad. And I don't want to take anything away from Cathcart. But as a Premier League side, you should be having a bit more depth and starting competition than that. You shouldn't just be signing a bunch of individuals and hoping they work together as a unit. So, I mean, it's just... So, I mean, it's speechless. As I said, it's speechless, despondent. I mean, who knows if Ranieri is going to be in charge tomorrow. I mean, and again, I just think the problem is we don't really recruit to a coaching style. And at long last, I do think it's finally really starting to pick up with us, the whole head coach sacking thing. Because now, if we get last time we got relegated, we were able to keep hold of a lot of key players. I mean, probably a lot because of the COVID market as well. But if we get relegated this time, I mean, Saar will definitely go. Dennis will definitely go. King will probably go. We have a lot of hefty contracts we need to get rid of. We have loans and debts we need to pay off. Um, maybe Kalu will stay. Maybe one of Pedro or Kucho will stay. 
I mean, we'll get a bunch of decent players back from loan. Hopefully, Zinkernagel stays. Della Bashir will probably become a pivotal part. Pollock, Ba, Hungbo, some of the younger players in the team, they might stay. But we're going to have such a different team next year. And we're going to, if we don't stay up, we're going to have to rebuild. So if we're going to have to rebuild, we might as well start finally playing to get a coaching style and changing the tactic. Because last time we were in the Premier League, even when things were looking bad under Kike Sanchez-Flores, I, I felt like there was at least some hope at certain times. You saw some sort of identity at certain times. You thought, you know what, maybe there's always a chance. Pearson came in. He played, like, th- there was a really good football for a period of time, but then results dropped off once teams started figuring us out and once uh, the De La Feu injury occurred. Not that I'm saying we needed De La Feu, but we kind of were relying on three players rather than a strong system. Uh, the three players being Dini, Sar, and De La Feu to create goals, but... That, and then having a Capu, Hughes, and Dokore just thrive in the midfield. We were kind of bailed out by having such a strong midfield and such good attacking players at the time. But we can no longer rely on good individuals. We actually, we're in a day and age of football where if we're not getting like these billion-dollar takeovers, which I'm not saying we need, which is not what I'm saying I wish for, but with the current brand of football that's happening in the current world of football, we do need a coaching identity. We need a specific style. And like you see it with Brighton. They don't have the best players you've ever seen, but they have a phenomenal coaching style, and it's working. You need to have some stability. You need to have some coaching style. And right now, we don't have that. And the, the problem is we only have coaches, and we don't have managers. So, I mean, there's just uh, there's so much like to say, but it's all, you know, it's like there's so much to say, but it's hard to say anything at all. It's like... Uh, because we have so many different problems. Like when Co- when Ben Foster's back from COVID, is he going to start over Bachman? Maybe, probably should. But then once Ben Foster's starting over Bachman, the defenders have to learn to play with a different keeper. Which again, Foster probably should be starting. Earlier in the season, I wasn't saying that, but now I'll admit I am saying that. But then of course, by doing that, you have one upgrade happen. But then the defenders have to readjust to that. Cathcart, hopefully he comes back for the Burnley match. From I believe he has COVID as well. But if he comes in to pair next to Samir, Samir has to readjust to playing next to Cathcart, which, again, Samir and Cathcart might be our best center-back pairing, but again, that's another match where we have to readjust. Since we're throwing so many individuals out there and not having a specific system, not having a cohesive unit as a team, and just having a bunch of individuals thrown out there under whatever random tactic or random manager, not to say Claudio Reni is random, but considering we get so many managers, the tactics of these players are random. They're not keeping the same tactic over and over and over again. Like these Bright- Brighton players have been playing in the same tactics for years, and you can it's paying dividends. Whereas these Watford players were signing a bunch of individuals in the summer, and even in January, throwing them in whatever lineup the current manager wants, and the current manager is probably shifting the lineup a bunch of times anyways because they weren't given a good setup to begin with, and then a new manager comes in, and then you have new individuals, and then it's just a whole mess. And every once in a while, the the puzzle pieces will click under Gracia, the like in that match against Chelsea, that four one victory over Chelsea way back when things just clicked there, but things aren't always just going to click like under Pearson. We thought things clicked, but then again, they didn't. So we can't keep relying on, Oh, hoping we're eventually going to get this system. That's right. Because what we need is tactics and a manager and a coaching style. And what we need is even if we don't have our best players available, we're still able to play a decent brand of football. We need a brand of football. And we haven't had that Arguably since the Pozzo takeover, because again, we've had spelt like our promotion in 2014 15 
was like we had some really exciting attack like we were able to rely a lot on a super strong strike force but we didn't even keep Jakanovic for the prem we decided to change the system so you can't really build a brand of football in less than a season with a given manager we tried building a brand of football with Garcia and then sacked him way too early so it's like in this day and age we genuinely have to change and it's just again when we look at this Premier League squad and you you wonder is how much of a Premier League squad is it because Foster in twenty in the 2018-19 and 2019-20 season he was phenomenal even in the start of the championship campaign but then it definitely seems as if age has been catching up with him so who knows if he's quite Premier League ready anymore Bachman there's been a lot of question marks about defensively choose to Kong he's been performing phenomenally at AFCON but with us he's it just hasn't worked out Samir we haven't seen enough of yet and Kulu's injured for a really long time Cabasele didn't look at his best today. Cathcart, as I said, has probably been our best defender this season, but he's not someone who should be the best defender in a Premier League team. Sierra just doesn't seem fit for the Prem level. He was, he's been totally bullied in many of the matches he's played in. Kamara, again, need to see more from. Messina, he's all right, but he's mistake-prone. And Def- Danny Rose just wasn't up to the level. Ngakio, he's a good young defender, but again, we've, I mean, we saw it against Newcastle. He still has a lot of room to grow, and I hope he's someone that stays with up stays with us if we get relegated because I think he's a very bright prospect but again not someone you can totally rely on to start every Premier League match and then Kiko Feminia he's decent right back but he's not flawless either then midfield wise Kayembe we need to see more from Lautza hasn't been given enough chances this season then we signed Tufan who if we stay up are going to have to sign permanently but like Tufan's been I mean he's just been sluggish and just been totally out of it whenever he's played he's not seen Premier League quality Sissoko has been one of the shining lights this season, but unfortunately his finishing has not been there, but he's been one of the shining lights this season. I'll give him that. Atebo, he was good for the matches he played, but he got injured too early. I mean, and Tom Cleverley, he, again, he has good work rate, but he's not linking defense to the attack. He's just not quite cut out for the level anymore. Yuri Kutska, he seems to be walking half the time. Dan Gosling, don't get me started. Ken Sema, I mean, he still doesn't seem fully recovered from the injury that kept him sidelined for a long time. Um, another player who could maybe join up with us for next year in the championship, which would be super exciting, is that youngster Yasser Aspria from Envigado in Colombia. He's already, I've done articles on him, he's already been compared to James Rodriguez. He's someone that could be exciting in the championship, and I do think we can have an exciting championship team. So if we do get relegated, there's still a lot to look forward to. I do think we have a chance to get promoted if we finally decide to play with a certain system and back a manager rather than just someone called the head coach. Anyway. Quad Mobile, he hasn't really been given prem opportunities, understandably considering his age. He'll play a big role next year. Saar, obviously more than just prem quality, but he's been out for a while. Then you have King, who's definitely a good striker, but just the way we haven't been giving him enough service and there's not been enough connection to the attack. Again, then you have players like Zhao Pedro and Cucho Hernandez. Both are players, especially Pedro, who are going to go right to the top. Like Zhao Pedro will be playing for a big, big team in a few years. But then again, right now, both with Pedro and Hernandez, they're still sometimes relying a bit on what they can be instead of what they are. I mean, against Norwich, they seem like the only two players that like cared a considerable amount, and I think they have super good futures, and they can even make an impact this season. I mean, no one's going to forget Zhao Pedro's last-minute equalizer against Newcastle in a hurry. No one's going to forget Cucho Hernandez's wonder goal like, right after coming off the bench for his first Watford competitive appearance and they're going to be good players for a long time but there's sometimes where they're still kind of what they will be rather than what they are so there's that and then Dennis I mean he's been the signing the Premier League signing of the season but 
he's not always on his day. He got sent off this match, like, and he was not very effective this time out. And then, of course, we have Ashley Fletcher, who who knows why we signed him. So it's like, you look at the Premier League squad, and can we field 11 players? We're like, okay, these are like 11 solid Premier League players. In the attack, I'd say we probably can. In the midfield, maybe we can put in three quote-unquote Premier League quality players. But considering our options, those three player, players would be of a super similar mold and not giving us that attacking creativity we need. Then you look at the defense. I mean... Samir and Kamara, we still don't know enough about yet, but we can't really put in a Premier League quality defense. I mean, our defense last year was deceivingly, like we were deceived with how good they actually were because they weren't actually all that impressive. As I said earlier, they conceded 17 fewer times than expected, which shows a bit of like decent goalkeeping, but it also shows a lot of luck. And again, the goalkeeping questions are still there. So, I mean, I'm going to wrap it up now. As you can tell, I just wanted to rant sorry if i've been a bit repetitive i'm sure a lot of you feel the same sentiments um feel free to message me on twitter what your thoughts are um just at watford opinions on twitter what your thoughts are in terms of what ranieri's future may be the transfer future um but but yeah i mean it's just all so dire and again i don't want to be too pessimistic i don't want people to say like ranieri is the problem per se but again if he's not the solution, there's also no reason to not roll the dice. I mean, what do we, I can't say what do we have to lose because what we have to lose is a spot in the Premier League. But I'm saying what do we have to lose in the sense that we can make a lot of positives out of this. We can maybe change manager and maybe it'll help us stay up. Or we can change manager and finally start building a core that we've so desperately needed for so long. But we, we can still make the most out of this season. But I mean... Uh, right now, it's looking dire. I mean, it's hard to not be pessimistic after that match. But, of course, all we can do is in the stadium support the lads as much as we can. I mean, and again, like on social media, we can be critical of the team, but don't personally go after people because that's never right. I mean, players might not be at their best, but they're still people. They're still doing stuff we can never do. So, I mean, obviously, social media, you can... Like, criticize the players about the football, but obviously don't cross the line. There's still a line that, like, you, you just can't cross. So, please still be appropriate. And you know what? Maybe in a couple of weeks, Ranieri will still be in charge. We beat Bournemouth and then start going on a great run in full, uh, form. And then you can all listen to this podcast again and laugh at it. But, I mean, for now, it's hard to be optimistic. But let's try not to be too pessimistic. At least we have a couple of weeks to recuperate, hopefully make some new signings, and then get going. But at least we, at least one thing, if all else fails is at least one thing we know is we do have an exciting young core of players that we can bring up. So hopefully we're able to use them in the future and build around them. Ah, That was a lot. (laughs) Anyways, thank you a lot for listening. I hope you've all been well and staying safe and come on you Orns. Hopefully we can bounce back soon.